If you're a college football fan, you know that the midweek January conference games can be pretty important in determining if your team receives a bid in March when the selection committee meets. Now, it wasn't a hotly anticipated matchup, but Georgia's Tuesday night 76-68 victory over Vanderbilt improved their record to 12-6 and and could prove critical when the committee meets in a little bit over a month from now to determine who makes the field of 64 or 68 or 70, whatever they've determined to be now. <laughs> but, of course, the dogs need to keep notching victories to be in that mix. But this was a winnable game that UGA had to have, and they got it. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 79 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. On today's show, my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, along with special guest and still very sad Alabama fan, Matt Adair, they were at the game at Stegman Coliseum and provided this instant analysis on the Georgia victory over Vanderbilt. Please bear with us on the audio. As usual, they are sitting courtside immediately after the game, and so you'll hear a little bit of the echoey and announcements and music playing, but uh, but it's all good. So sit back and enjoy this brief instant analysis of the Georgia victory and a little bit of the Falcons NFC Championship game talk as well towards the end of this episode. Oh, and to any of you who might have recorded the Georgia Vanderbilt game on their DVR and are waiting to watch the second half sometime later today, sorry for ruining the outcome for you on this podcast. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into the show. Here is Will. All right, hello. This is Leach here with Tony Waller after Georgia's 76-68 victory over Vanderbilt here. Not a shocking victory, but definitely one of those games where I feel like any time where the top two leading scorers are not Maiden and Frazier, it's actually moving in the right direction. Tony, what did you, you think coming in tonight? Well, I mean, you know, you look at what Vanderbilt had done on the season and you thought, this is a pretty easy, easily winnable game. And, you know, in the, in the first half, we kept saying, well, we're about to open this up. We're about to open this up. And we never really got out past about 10 points in the first half. Missed some free throws, just got sloppy at times. And then the second half, it, 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 yeah. it seemed like we played down to Vanderbilt. Does that yeah. make sense? So, I, you know, I'm, I'm at this point, we're, we're trying to win in advance mode. I mean, yeah. the NCAA tournament's not going to look so we only won by whatever we won right. by, 8, eight to 10 at home. They're just going to see a win and move on. And at this point, that's what you do out of this game. And it's, it's kind of telling that Parker outscored uh, J.J. And, you know, J.J. didn't have a whole lot of shots in the first half. Uh, but he was big on the boards in the second half. I don't know how many, how many boards he had. But he was uh guy said besides kept calling Tree Fraser. Yeah. Uh, to me, you know, one of the things about this game that you couldn't help every single moment of this game shaking how close they came to winning that Florida game. That is that was like you know, when you look at as someone that's watching both Georgia and Illinois be on the bubble right now, they are both right on the bubble on the first four in, first four out, next four out mode, uh, and that Florida game would be the type of thing that would have pushed Georgia, I think, pretty comfortably in. Now you have more to lose from games like this than you have to gain from it. So I'm kind of the same way. I don't think they were completely crisp tonight, and there are times they should have take, put them away. But they won, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, I, I have to think that there was some, a little bit of a hangover that game. If you didn't see that game last weekend, it was uh, tough. It yeah. was a tough game. We did literally everything in the world you can do to win the game, with the exception of win the game. I mean, but you know, you look at the free throws, and it, it told the entire story last week. Uh, what was the uh, Florida took something really crazy, like 24 more free throws or whatever than than Georgia did. Um, so, you know, but. 
you have to give Bucks credit. I mean, he came back after that game in overtime loss and did a really good job of making sure that George came in and did what they need to do to win tonight. I kind of like uh, the crowd was hot tonight. The students were, were all into this. They were giving away the first thousand students got uh, Wilkin 21 jerseys. I suspect, as we were kind of discussing, many of them were like, wait, so is that the guy that broadcasts Hawks game? That's that guy, right? Lenny, so, Lenny Wilkins. Yeah, Lenny Wilkins. Yes, yeah, the former Hawks coach, Lenny Wilkins. Uh, there's, uh, as someone has long argued, I think, on this podcast about how there should be a statue of Dominique Wilkins outside this place, and it's a little baffling that there isn't one. Anything that promotes Dominique Wilkins around here, I think, is a good idea. There certainly was a good student presence to that. Yeah, I think there was a big crowd. They gave out pizza, too. There was a line I got here for the students to get in. They got it queued up pretty fast. Uh, but here's the end of the game, especially after we finally put it away after Vanderbilt started hitting threes. Students, the students and the three of us just about the only one <laughs> in the place. So, uh, you know, Gagos students props for showing up the way they did. I feel like the real game this week is the Texas A&M game on Saturday. That's a game where you can push the Texas A&M one tonight. You can push yourself up a little bit in that. But really, this was a – they won – Nothing terrible happened. That's all you can really ask. Yeah, I think that's that's right. And uh, we'll talking about a little bit about uh, professional sports Atlanta. I don't know if you knew this, but the Falcons are. I heard this. I heard this. I heard this. Uh, last game of the Georgia Dome. Last game of the Georgia Dome. 100. percent That's gonna. That's what's gonna be. Hopefully, we're. Uh, hopefully, uh, Scott and I are gonna be able to get together Friday and talk a little bit about that game. Your your thoughts uh, before you go off to New York to talk about pro football. Yes, yeah, so you'll pretend I'm uh, a pro football expert on pro football now. Um, yeah. I uh, my general thought is I think it's I know that everyone's got Aaron Rodgers fever yeah. right now and they should I mean he's been basically perfect but that Packers defense is not good <laughs> like it's not good their secondary has a ton of injuries if th- th- it could not be set up any better for the Falcons it doesn't mean they're going to win and I know there's a certain I've written about this we've all talked about this the fatalism of Atlanta fans but it really could not be set up any better people talk about how great Rodgers has been in the second half Ryan has matched him the entire second half of the season and the Falcons defense is a lot better Listen, I, you don't want to be in a situation where Rodgers is down four with a minute left. No. But I think the Falcons are actually good enough to not actually have to deal with that. I think the Falcons are going to win. And frankly, I think they're going to win by a touchdown. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, Matt, are you are you a Falcons fan? Or are you uh, enjoy the Falcons? Yeah. Uh, I think the difference you're going to see between the Falcons and the Cowboys is that you had a rookie quarterback for the Cowboys playing. You don't have a rookie quarterback for the Falcons. I don't think you're going to have these just holes in the game yeah. where the Falcons' offense doesn't show up. I think Julio's going to be fine. Uh, I think they're going to do a great job. I think they win by, we'll say they win three to three to six at least. <laughs> uh, at least they at least get uh, three to six points uh, more than the Packers. Well, in that case, I think that you guys can discuss it later, but I think as, if anything has taught me anything about Atlanta sports, this means the Falcons are losing by 10 to 14 points. That's the middle one. But the, the dogs got to win tonight. Yeah, so that's all the matters. All right, well, so this is us uh, signing off from segment. Uh, we'll be here. Matt and I will be here in a week uh, for his for his Alabama uh, Crimson Tide. Who did they? Play? They like they had a football game. Football game earlier last week. Yeah, I don't remember. Apparently. I don't remember how it I went down. I don't think that that actually happened. Yeah, I don't remember how that went down <laughs> at all. All right, this is us signing off. This is very late. This game started at nine, so we're getting out of here. See you, everybody. Go dogs. Go dogs. And as always, thanks for listening. If you'd like to tweet our show, you can do so by hitting us up at WSLS Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show via iTunes. By subscribing, our most recent uploads will be automatically delivered to your phone. 
Why is this important? Because we have a lot of exciting shows and topics coming up in the next few weeks and months. From signing day to March Madness to the G-Day game, there's a lot going on in this community, and we will be live at some of the local establishments in and around town recording episodes. So that'll do it for today. As always, go dogs, and we will see you on campus very soon. Take care.